it, it took off, which was crazy. I mean, I, I think within a week or so, it had like a quarter of a million views, 12,500 likes and, you know, a thousand comments. And loads of people saying you have to publish this book. Um, so I did. Hi and welcome to part two of Vic Lee's interview. This is episode 16. This interview is split into two parts because there's so much value in it. And episode 16, this one, is delving into how his videos kind of went a bit viral on LinkedIn um, and how he managed to engage with his audience If you'd like to go back to listen to his kind of origin story of um, how he came up with the idea of the Corona Diary, um, then go back to episode 15, which is a brilliant um, kind of background into what he does um, and his ways of thinking. Just as a little note, the sound on Vic's audio Um, There was a lot of traffic noise. It was a really hot day. So uh, just please bear that in mind. Apologies for any, um, you know, inconsistencies in the sound. We've tried to take out some of that noise. And if you'd like to win a copy of the Corona Diary, Vic has sold out, but we have one that we are giving away. And you can find out how you can win that if you listen to episode 15. So, yeah, let's get into the part two of Vic's interview. And during that journey and you writing and drawing, um, you were kind of documenting that side of it, weren't you? And you were doing it on your social channels, which are, I guess, your LinkedIn and um, Instagram. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, how was, what, what sort of, happened after the initial so you had that kind of call out to the schools and the kids and everything and then yes. when you started to document it what sort of happened and did it sort of start to gain momentum um yeah i i mean i obviously i you know when i originally started this it was a very personal journal it was never meant to be published it was just something that i wanted to do for myself and um i know we're talking about sort of video content as well we'll get to that but the um, I, I remember posting a video of me flicking through the first, I think, six, seven pages on um, on LinkedIn, just just because I share work all the time. You know, it's it's just quite nice to share stuff and get a few comments. And normally I get, you know, maybe 100 odd likes and stuff like that and a few comments. Um, so I put this post up. Just you know, this is what I'm working on, Corona Diary. It's, you know, a little explanation about what it's about and stuff. And and it just it just sort of blew up, really. It it, t- it took off, which was crazy. I mean, I I think within a week or so, I think well, the last last time I saw, which was a few weeks ago, I, it had like a quarter of a million views. Um, I think like twelve twelve and a half thousand likes and you know a thousand comments. Um, and loads of people saying you have to publish this book, um, which was like, wow, well, what? It's just a personal journey. It's me going to the theatre and, you know, eating, eating, 
you know, crap food and making bread. What, why would you want me to publish this, you weirdos? Um, so I did. And, um, and it, yeah, I, I was inspired, I think, by, by this, the, my followers on social media and also the people that they were then sharing it with. So it, it, started, get, it started going a little bit viral, really. And it was, um, yeah, the power of, power of people is amazing. That's brilliant that you say that you're inspired by the by the people kind of following you and commenting. That's mm. that's quite you know that's a different side of social media. I think that you don't see or you don't think of maybe so much being inspired by the people who are kind of encouraging you to follow things through. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you though? I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's honestly the since the book has been released, the comments that I've got from all over the world, you know, Australia, Hong Kong, India, USA, UK, the people are, are, you know, they're putting little, you know, three paragraph reviews up on their site and it's, it, they are inspiring, you know, they're, I would never have done it without them. You know, it's, it's, it's their belief and their support that made me do it. And it was a real, I guess, a difficult situation because I just thought, you know, yeah, it's great having people saying, you know, like if you had like 800 people saying you've got to publish this and then you publish it and then they go, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I was joking. And it was just, and you think, oh, right, now I'm left with like, you know, thousands of copies of this bloody book, you know. Um, but it, it didn't work out like that. You know, people were sharing, sharing, sharing. And then all of a sudden people were buying and then coming back and going, can we buy another two? Can I buy another four? Because my friends want it and I'm going to get stuff for Christmas. And, it, you know, it's crazy that the power, honestly, I, social media, audiences of social media, I would say, are the new media. They are. They're not like, I know we have, we look at the news and newspapers and um the atypical places to be successful but in all honesty social media the people on your social media will make you successful yeah no we're kind of in in some of us of an age maybe um where we're in that you know bit in between and some are thoroughly in kind of traditional media and, and obviously some are com- completely social through and through so it's like yeah it's a it's an interesting time this kind of last 20 years isn't it um yeah, just on the, just just very quickly on the um you know you you hit publish how did you choose the stock and the finish for it because obviously it was you know you're trying to replicate this the original copy and you want to give yes. the printers a shout yeah, the printers are called Biddle's Books. They're based in Norfolk. And uh, Nigel and Teresa were my contacts there who were, they're amazing. So I I would consider myself to be a craftsman, craftsperson uh, in what I do because it's all hand illustrated, um, pen work, mural work. So um, I, it felt like a really important book as well. And I, I thought to myself, well, I could get it digitally printed. Um, but that's, that doesn't lend itself to the amount of work that I've put into it. 
you know, months and months of illustrating every day and reading the news and digesting everything uh, and searching through the news as well. So, so I got in contact with Biddles, who were amazing, and um, explained what I wanted to do. And, you know, Nigel and Teresa were sending me samples of book finishes, paper, they were recommending certain things. And obviously from a graphic design background, uh, I, I knew what sort of finish I wanted. Um, but it was always good to speak to um, the guys that were printing the book as well. So I wanted a really heavy paper for the in, inners um, so that you wouldn't see the illustrations from both sides. It just it had to feel almost like my own sketchbook. So. The paper is a Monk and 150 GSM cream, which is pretty much exactly the same as my own sketchbook. Um, and then the cover is a hard back with um, anti-scratch matte laminate and then spot UV um, varnish on the front as well. So I laid everything because obviously I, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm one of the life grafters. So not only do I illustrate it, I also then designed it, laid it out, artworked it, did all the copy on it, did I mean basically I'm I'm a minor mini design agency in one person. Um because that's how I I work really. If I think I think to myself if somebody else can do it, then I can do it. And um my plastering's not brilliant by the way. Uh but I'll give it a bloody go. Um so yeah, so it's yeah speaking to Biddles and uh discussing what I wanted and yeah they they were more than um yeah they were brilliant they were really good so when I actually first when I first the books first arrived um I have I definitely have um trust issues like I I it, I'd rather do stuff myself than rely on somebody else because a lot of the time they'll let you down so for me to actually then send the book to somebody else to print and then hopefully it was going to come back how I wanted was a huge thing I mean I sleepless nights my god for about uh three weeks but when when the books arrived yeah mind blown it was yeah there's a video there's actually a video of me opening the book, book boxes I look a bit of a mess but my girlfriend filmed me and um yeah it was almost like all my Christmases at once it was, I was overjoyed. Amazing. Unboxing your own book. Yes. Pretty cool. <gasps> yeah. Uh, um, I appreciate, I, I kind of often, you know, buy a book just to have it, just to feel the smell weight it. of it and smell it. And then it just sits on my shelf for, for ages. Yeah. Yours hasn't done that. So. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, so how many copies are we talking? Oh, so originally, um, I didn't know. I, re I really didn't know how many to go for originally. Um, so I did a pre-order page. So obviously I built the website and I set up PayPal and I set up a business account with Royal Mail. So um, did everything myself. And then um, and then I, I did a pre-order page because I thought, well, if I do this at the beginning of May, I think the 5th of May it launched as the site. So it was like, well, you can pre-order the book and then I'll gauge how many I can order on the 1st of June, the week of the 1st of June, uh, from the orders that I get. And it just, it just sort of took off really. Uh, so I ended up getting 
2,500 books printed, which if you've ever printed books, uh, you'll know how much room that takes up. And, you know, to, to the best that you can measure things and imagine how much space it's going to take up in your house, triple that or quadruple that. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking, is the floor of the house going to be able to take the weight? Because it was four tons of books in the end. Wow. Um, which, which pretty much took over the downstairs of our house. It was insane. Uh, but very understanding girlfriend. So she was cool. She was cool. And she helped out doing the packaging and, and stuff like that. So yeah, two and a half thousand books. Um, and I'm, I think about maybe a month in now from the first week of June, which is when I got, no, no, I got the, I got the books at the end of June. So I've sold 2000 copies, over 2000 copies in a month, which is incredible. Amazing. So we're going from kind of your, you know, the, the social crowd, the inspiring social crowd into, you know, specifically, I guess, video and how you've used video. Um, yes. It's obviously a very powerful medium. There's a lot of people out there who are, uh, who are launching businesses and starting uh, to think about launching or maybe they're restarting businesses, you know, maybe they're a restaurant do you have kind of advice for them from your experience of using video as a medium to communicate your stuff, um, things that they might want to think about for their, for their own business? Yeah, I think for promotion, it's very, a lot of people will maybe just take their phone or their you know, iPad or whatever and just hold it, you know, and then walk around with it. And it, it's, you know, maybe it used to work in NYPD Blue, but, you know, those days have changed now and people need, are much more aware of the fact that you can you can get very good uh um you know video footage quite simply i think for me i realized that especially doing uh conversational pieces on instagram live or if i'm doing a linkedin piece i'll have a um uh, a clip on mic i think it's really important and at the moment i don't because we're in a it's a different situation but if i'm if I'm making a, a video, I'll uh, I'll have a clip on mic, so you can the clarity is much better. I also use a wide-angle lens for a lot of work as well, or a lot of videos that I do. A good quality, not expensive from Amazon. I think it's about fifteen quid, but it's not fisheye. It's a proper wide angle, which just clips onto my iPad or on my iPhone, um, and a tripod as well. I think the tripod's really super cheap. Um, and you can get an iPad or an iPhone adapter that sits on top, and that's a great way to do stuff. And even um, uh, gimbal as well, um, if you want to use one of them, um, they're relatively cheap to use. I think maybe just put the effort in rather than just think, oh, I'll make a quick film. Make sure the light's right as well. You know, um, The way that people see you is very important. Um, and how you come across uh and don't worry about you know don't don't just do one sh one take and then post it if you're not happy with it redo it think about what you're going to do even if you have to write a script do a script um or get somebody else to hold the camera and film you um but yeah video is really important at the moment there was a thing when i was a designer that we had this thing which was the three second rule 
which uh, was um, which has kind of stayed with me. So if you're on a motorway or you're in a in a car and you're driving, that if you if you pass a billboard, then you have three seconds to grab someone's attention, tell them what their message is, tell them the product, and make them want to be interested in what you're selling. And that's as long as it takes for a car to go past a, a billboard and for you to take, pay attention to it. So for me, it's the same. It's be quick. I do see a lot of videos on, on uh, especially on Instagram, where people are just staring at the screen because they're sort of turning things on and off and making sure that it's working. And I'm gone. I can't be bothered to wait for them. I'm just like, you haven't caught my interest. It doesn't look like you know what you're doing. So, you know, harsh, but fair. Yeah, well, no, good tips in, in that, I think. Um, you use a lot of time lapse, don't you, when, you, when you're doing your work? And, you know, yes. is that because you kind of, I mean, obviously eight days, um, that's, that's a long video. But yes. time lapse <laughs> is obviously perfect for your, for, for your work. Um, have you found that's been a benefit of kind of communicating how you work, I suppose? Yeah, definitely. Time lapse has been super important. Again, um, I've adapted my videos uh, to change as well. Whereas before, I would have maybe a title at the beginning of the video. So, so every time I do a mural, I would set up uh, my iPad, um, a couple of iPads, and my phone. And I've also got a small camera that I hold handhold as well. So I have about maybe four different aspects of filming. Um, close-ups to time-lapse to real life and then I just I mix it all together and create a short minute and a half to two minute video of an eight-day mural but I think what I've what I used to do would be I'd, I'd open the video up with the title and say oh Vic Lee does a, a mural for and then it would go into the video I've adapted that now because people lose interest in the in the title they want to see straight away the uh, action so i now start straight away with me starting the mural doing doing a time lapse and because it's so quick uh subcon i think subconsciously viewers don't feel as though they have to watch everything like you know for 20 minutes they know it as a time lapse that it's going to be about a minute minute and a half and they can afford that amount of time. So I think it's really important to engage visually and, again, using the word stimulate as well, to stimulate the senses straight away to get people hooked. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely one of the, the kind of key rules. Um, it's interesting as well that, you know, you, you're, you're showing people that actually you don't need loads of, expensive gear you're you're using ipads and yeah. um being creative with what you have and you're and you're communicating what you do and you're you're really getting results from that for you know you, you yeah. can show people you can talk to them directly exactly and i think i think you know yeah if if i was going to do a presentation on a you know huge screen it would wouldn't look so good but when you're when you're doing stuff on social media and you just want to get immediate impact doing you know having a three thousand pound camera and complete you know um uh sound equipment and everything else 
is going to be lost on 99% of people and maybe the 1% of people that know what they're doing would go, that's really well shot. Whereas, you know, the rest of us, Joe Public, will just be like, um, it's okay, I've seen better. <laughs> yeah no it's about the intimacy isn't it it's about the kind of you know the personality that you can get across and obviously mm. um that has been i think that's been probably your personality and you you know you're very kind of you wear your heart on your sleeve don't you 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 are somebody that people can actually connect with i think that's part of well that feels from my side that's probably part of um, of, apart from a, your amazing work, if you were perhaps a different kind of person, it might not resonate as much. No, I, I think that's true, really. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really profess to the sort of bullshit attitude of artists, really. And I'm, I'm, the way I've been brought up is very much, you know, everyone. I know it sounds a bit corny, but everyone is equal. My dad. Uh, my dad would just talk, my dad would talk to her, you know, we'd go to the shops, he'd end up having conversations with like, you know, the guy who was emptying the supermarket trolleys. And I don't know, the most, I think the most intriguing and interesting people are the people that are just everyday people because they live so many different experiences uh, and they have so many stories to tell. You know, I, I did, I, I, when I, when I launched the book, um, I wanted to give back to some of the key workers that I met um, over the lockdown. So uh, I took a load of books to my local Sainsbury's and um, because I, I used to just talk to them and just have a laugh with them. And they'd tell all these horror stories about the people that came in and how they were treated. But then you'd have a bit of a laugh and you're like, you know, the salt of the earth in the day and so gave them some post office workers um the local bin men that came around uh delivery drivers and they are genuinely like overjoyed when you give them something because they're just like no one ever no one ever speaks to us and it's just like why you're like the most interesting people in the world because every day you every day is different you know people who go and sit in an office have the same conversations with the same people mm. drinking the same coffee eating the same meals doing the same work, no disrespect, you're lovely. Um, but when you're dealing with people on a public, in the public, there's a million stories that you can go back to tell your partners about, your kids about, and say, oh, I met this guy, or, oh, guess who came in? Oh, so-and-so came in, he's famous. You, you know, it's, I love that sort of stuff. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's, that's filled me with a warmth, so, Good. you know made my day and it's quite warm today already <laughs> yeah it is yeah <laughs> so yeah uh this is the scrub forward round which is the quick fire round if you don't want to answer just say scrub what's the worst habit you see people practice in uh either illustration or video video this i mean i haven't set myself up very well here but i would probably say uh the when you film yourself looking up so you look up your nose and the top of your chin no the bottom of your chin, top of your chin the bottom of your chin yeah it's a bit it's a bit weird mm. you know it's not it's not flattering yeah good tip find your best angle always and what techniques and software and i did want to touch on what you actually use to edit your 
iPad and um, camera footage together? Um, so I'm a I'm a bit of a I don't know how can I say this without upsetting people. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, upset people. Shall I? Jeez. Okay. So uh, there's some amazing programs out there. I I so I'm very much old school. I'm very much about uh, what I can do for the money and the time and the skills that I have available to me. And I could go out and I could buy the most amazing, incredible software and, you know, stuff like that to edit my work on. But it would just take me forever. So I use, um, for my time lapse, I use iMotion, which is very good as, an, as, a, as a time lapse recorder. And um, I do my editing in iMovie on Apple software, basically. And then uh, that's it, really. That's pretty much what I use when I do videos. Well, I don't think you upset anyone. I think, you know, iMovie is set up to do that, and so is iMotion. So, yes. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the other stuff's really, the other stuff's really good as well, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah. I mean, you can go down rabbit holes of software, and yeah, totally. um, we're not going to do that. Play, pause, stop. One thing you always do, one thing you sometimes do, and one thing you should never do. Uh, one thing I always do is overthink stuff. One thing I should never do is overthink stuff. <laughs> and um, One thing you sometimes do. One thing I sometimes do is uh, I move on to something else whilst in the middle of something. One secret illustration or video tip. Or both. Wide. I think I, I. I would say wide. Wide angle lens, clip on on on, on iPad is is amazing um, because it it makes you look good. It gives you a great background. If you're going to do a talking presentation or you're going to do a, a video where you're interacting, not interacting, but you're talking to a camera without having anybody else interacting with you, it's really nice to get the whole background in. And the whole body in because that way you can physically move around as so though you're actually on stage and people can, can can see how you work as a human being yes um so to as an, a kind of example of that all they need to do is go to your youtube account isn't it yes vickley crazy things on there yeah vickley youtube search that i found it so yeah there you go cool I'm on there what do you think is next for sort of brands and businesses with video? So aside from the kind of question about launching a business, you know, and using that, but what, how do you think brands and businesses should be using video now after this, you know, after this period? It's, that's a good question. I think, um, I think video is really important. I think short hits. I think, honestly, I think the one thing that I've realized doing the stuff that I do is that like I mean, you said earlier, Andy, I wear my heart on my sleeve and, and I do. And a, a lot of people would maybe have frowned at that because they just think, well, you're being a bit too honest and a bit too real. Maybe you need to be, feel a bit more like a, an artist and portray yourself in a different light. And that's not who I am. That would be me being somebody else, but also, uh, it's, there's an element of bullshit there, and I think once you once you get rid of that, you you 
like you said, you know, you, you become more, um, you create a relationship with somebody through honesty. And we're lied, we're lied to constantly on a daily basis by, by the government, by so many different people, by the media, you know, that people just want to be talked to in an honest, straightforward way and just cut out all the crap, basically. So, so I think if you want to really make a difference, stop bullshitting people. They've had enough of it. Be honest. Very good. So um, I, I think I was talking to somebody else and they said vulnerability, put more vulnerability, I think, is a strategy, you know, put more vulnerability, honest vulnerability, you know, make yourself more vulnerable as a, as a business or a brand, I think. That's- yeah, I think so. I think it's really important to sort of tell people, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we've, you know, we've all, especially with the corona situation, that we've all been through the same thing. You know, there's not, mm. you know, a country or the next city that haven't been affected by it. We've all been through it and we've all had the same experiences. And I think um, to relate to that is, is, is a really powerful thing. And also just, just, just you know, yeah, be personable, mm. be human mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. What's next for you personally and your work? So uh, I did have a mural uh, lined up, which was supposed to start, I think, in October. And um, they were being really funny about the contract. So I basically said, this is going back to what have I learned during the corona? Uh, so I basically said, I don't want to do it. So I just thought it's too, it's too stressful. It's not where I want to be. I don't want to do it. It was a really nicely paid mural for a nice company but they were just being really uh finickety about the contract um and i just thought this isn't this isn't where i want to be and and since then another couple of jobs have been are on the horizon which are very nice um potential projects but at the moment i'm focusing on the book and uh i think i might just take a month off in september um and, and disappear somewhere hot, less hot, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, a- anything can change between now and then. And this is the kids' book. This no. The, uh, so the kids' book is is that's yeah. I can't go into too much detail about the the re- the thinking behind it because it's very unique, um, and it's taken me about four four or five years to get to this stage because I end up doing other people's work. So I'm jumping back on the kids' book again. Um, and it's quite fun to do. I have no idea if it's going to sell anything. Even if it does 100 or 50 copies, I'll be happy. But it's just a fun thing to do. And it's very much me not um, conforming to regular way of thinking, basically. Brilliant. Sounds really exciting. Um, and the, and basically, the book you're talking about is is the Corona Diary. Which, is the Corona Diary? Can you still obtain a copy? Are there a few rare copies left? There are. I think. Um, what are we in now? We're the end of July. Uh, there's about three hundred three hundred left. Um, so, I don't think so we've done that. Had a flick. Flick layer. But yeah. yeah. 
Um, a few hundred left. Well, I would I would definitely advise um, anybody out there to get to get one. And where do they need to go? Uh, Corona Diary Twenty Twenty dot com. Cool. And obviously rolls rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of easy to remember. We've, like you say, we've all been through it. Um, yeah. And they can find you on your Instagram is. Vic Lee London. Vic Lee London. Yeah. And then my normal website is just viclee.co.uk. And also they can check out what you've been up to on, I guess, your all your kind of Instagram and LinkedIn posts. Yeah, it all comes together as one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's been, um, oh, yeah, and a second print run at all? Uh, I'm looking for a publisher to take over because it honestly it it's been crazy um it'd be great to get this out there into the world wide world um so i'm looking for a publisher but again it's that whole thing about whether they're interested you know it's 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 a funny situation i know how much people love this book and it's been amazing but i've had you know zero media coverage no news stories um it's just word of mouth and social media and people sharing. And, you know, this is, I think maybe this is a thing that's going back to that honesty thing. It's, it's, it's taken people, um, I think maybe slightly by surprise. They really enjoyed the book, like you said. And for me, that's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so humbled by everybody's response because it was, it was, it is just a diary of mine that, maybe captures a moment in time that will potentially go down in history as a document to keep. And a, and a very surreal um, cartoon-like time it is too, you know, with everything yes. else that's happening, which you did exactly. touch upon, but you uh, you didn't kind of, you didn't go full throttle with, with your position on certain things like political no. kind of position, which, you know... Um, I think we all, we all know what happened. I don't need to spell it out. Yeah. Well, um, I have to say a absolutely massive thanks to you um, because we did do try this before. <laughs> and um, through some kind of tech fail on my side, we didn't record. So uh, it's it's been refreshing to go, uh, you know, to talk to you um about all this stuff over again and i hope i really hope that you know people out there will, will grab those last copies because they are the only first edition copies that are available um yeah. and you know you don't want to get the second edition why would you well no. unless you wanted to buy it for somebody else obviously you know Exactly, but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be on Antiques Roadshow in about five years' time with an original copy of the Corona Diary, and they go, it's worth millions. There you as go. In Peckham. There you go. I might get a few more copies. In fact, that's a good <laughs> good point. Yeah, I stupidly only got one. Um, yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Vic, so much. Uh, it's Sorry. been completely fascinating, and I know that we've you know we've kind of touched on loads of loads of things which aren't necessarily video related but um yeah it's been brilliant and hopefully we'll catch up with you um after your next bestseller thank you
Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me, Andy. Well, my thanks goes to Vic Lee for letting me into his life and um, sharing his amazing insights with us. Uh, if you want to find out more about his work, then you can go to videotalks.co forward slash Vic and you'll find the show notes for the show uh, there. And then the all the links and the videos that we've been talking about will be there together with some kind of images and um, whatnot about his, his Corona diary about this amazing book. So uh, if you haven't subscribed, would be wicked if you could subscribe. If this is on YouTube, this might be on YouTube as well. Could you subscribe? I don't know where the framing is. Um, hit subscribe on there because it would be, it would be encouraging because, you know, I want to do more video interviews as well. So, uh, and then if you want to be on the creator pitch, the one minute creator pitch, then you can DM uh, Video Talks podcast on Instagram or andy.greenhouse on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, all we all we want from you guys is a subscribe and, a, and hopefully a rating and review. Uh, and then we can share your projects with the world. All that's left for me to say is thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate that. I know it's it's quite a long interview, so appreciate it if you've been here for the duration. And I'll see you on the next Video Talks. It'll be a good one. Cheers. Cheers.